why the hell is he doing that? That sounds stupid. Hola chicas, bienvenidas a ¿Quién, ¿Quién es la más? Mi nombre es Iggy. Mi nombre es Aulio. And before we start, remember to subscribe and rate the podcast. Tell your friends about the show. It will help us immensely to get the word out about our little show here. We appreciate all the support. Thank you. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about uh, La Más Draga, Season 2, Episode 2. Um, it's titled La Más Religiosa, which means the most religious. That's um, how I think of myself. Yes, you wear a veil <laughs> everywhere. You're wear a cross. Um, I'm holy, virginal. Yes, all those things. <laughs> uh, so what did you think of this? Uh, just your general thoughts on this episode. I thought it was interesting how they kind of tackled religion. Some of the girls were more successful than the other ones. My favorite part is always, or one of my favorites, is when like Johnny comes in, like explains a challenge and he brings like, some knowledge to it and a little bit of history. So I find that always uh, informative. But overall, like the, I think a lot of the girls had some really cool looks that I, I liked a lot. Some that I did not, though. <laughs> but most of them were, were pretty good, I think. Yeah, I think for me, this is one of... I think it's my least favorite La Mastraga episode just because it was so... Wait, you haven't seen them all yet. <laughs> okay, up till now. But um, it was just so... Some of the stuff they could have edited out, like the beginning was so long. It was so long. They talked and talked and talked. You sound like Sophia. Yes, I was so relating to Sophia. <laughs> really? Yes, because I was like... I mean... They can show it to them. They can say all that stuff to them. But to us, to make a show, that's not entertaining at all. It was literally, I I looked at the time and it was 20 minutes. And all they had been doing is just talking to the girls instead of actually showing us something. Uh, I hated that. It was so annoying. Even though the causes <laughs> were good and the message was good, there's a way to do that quickly. Like two minutes, three minutes, in and out. And let's get to the show. I think we probably didn't need the reactions, like the head reactions from the girls. But I thought I, I actually really liked that they were having that conversation. Um, but it wasn't a the... conversation. It was just <laughs> it was just yeah. Johnny talking to them. If they would have had like more to say instead of just showing their heads, talking heads, I think I would have liked it more. That's true. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe it was um, a little too long for them. Maybe that's why they stopped engaging. But some of them did have some things to say. Um, not I guess. just with 
Johnny, but when they when he had the the guests in. So I don't know. I I like that part. I was I was interested. <laughs> it was interesting for like the first two minutes, and then I was like, no, like <laughs> when is this gonna be over? Because well, like I said, it, it's they didn't they didn't really let the girls chime in or anything, and so. It just and it, and this is edited, so imagine how it actually yeah. how long it actually was. I'm That's sure they true. were there for like maybe 40 minutes. True. I mean, we're gonna defer in that, I guess. I think that this is what sets them apart from other things, and I think that there's some important issues to take on. And um, instead of just focusing on the cattiness, they can actually take the platform that they have and you know, uh, make something good out of it and um, inform people. Yeah, I guess. All right, <laughs> let's get into it. Um, so this week, Johnny Carmona meets the contestants backstage and talks so long they replace Vanessa Claudi. He also introduces this week's challenge where the girls are to present a look inspired by the Catholic religion. The winner will be La Más Religiosa. So again, one of the things that I did like about what Johnny said, I mean, maybe he went on and on and on and on, but he did mention that he appreciates their talent and that it's mostly going to be based on the um, details because at this point, everybody is such um, at such a great level that they're really looking mm-hmm. at the details. So he's like encouraging them to to pay attention to those things. Uh, yeah. And so he kind of goes over what happened last week, as he always does. But this time, um, remember, we were left like on a cliffhanger with a lot of questions. And he actually tells us what was up with that lip sync and how they came to the conclusion. And yeah, because last episode, it was not clear at all that why why they chose Alexis and Amelia to lip sync when it seemed like there were others who got lower scores. Um, so apparently it was both of them who were involved in some sort of leak of information it sounded like maybe had to do with the cast list for the season so that's why we were like confused why amelia was at the bottom in the end or picked as the one to lip sync versus alexis because they were both being accused of this and that ended up saving hope star from lip syncing what are what do you think about this I'm confused. I'm so confused because they didn't really explain what it was that they said that got him in trouble. And even Alexis, she was like, and I looked, I was looking around like who did what, like what? And she was surprised that they called her out. So I think it was just Mm -hmm. kind of like the producers blowing things out of proportion. Like they have to tell people who are making their dresses to, you Mm -hmm. know, what, what uh, theme they're going to do. So they're going to it's going to get out. Sorry, but if you guys don't um one they already made the competition 
public. So they know some of the girls that are on. And if you don't want them to leak information, make them make their dresses there in the studio. So that way you don't have to tell anybody what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, they got they have to be understanding of that. And as is like Amelia and Alexis say, yeah, exactly what you're saying, that they told like people that they could trust. They told people that they needed in order to compete. I guess some of those people might have just been um, blabbermouths and it ended up getting out. But in the end, I feel like it's not that big a deal. So at least at least maybe the punishment did fit the crime and as far as they didn't get kicked out of the competition, which we were wondering why they weren't kicked out last time because we didn't know what the actual situation uh, was. So I feel like it's it's fine. And, and now we can we can move on from whatever this was. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Whatever it was, because they never really said. So, I mean, it's still, I feel like it's going to happen again if they're going to tell, if they're going to have people make their dresses, like it's going to happen again. So, yeah. Are they going to, you know, uh, punish everybody for that or <laughs> just for drama or what's going to happen, you know? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Did you notice how, um, he, he did it last episode, um, but he, uh, Johnny, like when he was um, saying certain words, he would keep them like gender neutral and in Spanish. Like he would say bienvenides and yeah. todes, mm-hmm. um, which I hadn't really heard people speak like that in, in Spanish. And, and it's I feel like it's tougher in Spanish because every single word has like a male or female pronoun denotation no. or like a pronoun. Yeah. Like it has some sort of like any, any, even like objects when you're talking about an object, like it has a gender when you, when you speak about it, like a lapis, you wouldn't say la lapis. So you're saying Mm-mm. it's, it's like male. And I just thought that was pretty interesting that he, he's trying to um, keep it gender neutral and it could be because of uh because alexis is there uh, but maybe in general he's also trying to make that a uh, more common thing i i read the comments on youtube and a lot of people are like why the hell is he doing that that sounds stupid <laughs> in spanish obviously they're just saying this they're like yeah. can y'all set, tell him to stop <laughs> because it does sound weird when you when you speak it it sounds like you're speaking wrong like you're you're well technically you are right it's wrong spanish it's like yeah, it's incorrect i suppose so. yeah i don't know if there's a historical aspect to it because you know like in english what people there is some evidence that people used to use like they and and them um throughout history but i don't know if in spanish is a similar thing i don't know but it's a it it would be like using in english Uh it would be like using i guess they uh, well because they we already use it for different things um yeah you know and todes or 
when he said todes, it's kind of like it doesn't really refer to a person, I think. Like when you use the es at the end, I'm not too sure. I didn't learn Spanish from from a class or anything, <laughs> but <laughs> I think that's what it is. Like it's referring more to like an object when you use the es at the end. Um, Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Did you like the? I like the. I personally like the the challenge. What did you think? The Catholic religion. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna bore you, but <laughs> I wrote some of what uh, Johnny said, and so he Hopefully was talking. You, you cut it. <laughs> Hopefully, you cut like <laughs> 20 minutes of it. I already heard it, it won't once. go that long. <laughs> so he talks about how in 1521, Mexico was conquered by Spain. And at that time, Spain was like the strongest country. But like Mexico could have ended up speaking English, French, Portuguese, he says. But it turned out that Spain was the one who took over. And along with the language that they brought over, they also declared that the Catholic Church would be the one true religion in Mexico. So that's where they kind of jump into the uh, challenge. And um, yeah, I mean, I thought it's a yeah, I thought it was a good idea. I don't know if any uh, of the girls practice Catholicism and no one really expressed any specific uh, ties to the religion, that would have been interesting for them to have a discussion instead of (laughs) some bitchy comments that they made later. But yeah, I mean, I think it opened up um, some conversations for at least for the viewers could be. But. I was going to say, they didn't say anything. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Carmona did not let them say nothing um, <laughs> with his rant. Yeah, I feel like it's um, it's very, it's a, it's a good challenge because one, it represents a part of Mexico that it's very influential and in everything you see, there's like a cross, like there's a lot of Catholic symbolism in Mexico, like even the buildings, even the people, even like the culture, like you're reserved or whatever, like all that I think comes from the Catholic religion. And so mm-hmm. to have this, to have this challenge based on that, I think it's, um, I think it's a good, good representation or at least let them have their own um, twist on this part of their culture. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And leave it up to them. And however they want to represent themselves in the challenge. So, yeah, I mean, after that, they had Johnny brought in the, as we alluded to earlier, uh, some representatives from an organization called Impulse Group of Mexico. So they're kind of like HIV advocates and they like inform the public and yeah, so they just have, like you said, it's not a really a conversation. They just had a presentation. Um, some of the girls do bring in their own experiences and friends that they've had who have tested positive. It was and, very much uh, that. So my friend of a friend that I have, 
So, you know, she just wanted to know, like, how do you actually get tested? You know, it was very that. And that's definitely part of why I thought that was important, because you could tell, and even they talk about it, that there's like a stigma about STIs and about HIV. And sometimes like people joke about these things and um, make light of it and you can just pile on to that uh, stigma um, that it has. And I think it should be, should be something easier for people to have a conversation about. And that way they uh, don't fear getting tested and they don't fear knowing like, like they were talking about knowing they don't fear knowing their status. And that way we can stop the spread of it. But yeah, like Sophia, I guess like you, <laughs> found the history lesson kind of pretty boring and um it kind of i kind of imagined her like describing the presenters and and johnny like ferris bueller's teacher i don't know if you remember like sophia sophia um just like super bored yeah it just doesn't make for great television it just doesn't. I'm sorry. Like, the message is great, but I feel like you could have, if you wanted to bring it up, why not let the girls talk about it between themselves and then just have these guys kind of like, oh, we have this, this, okay, bye. And then have the girls discuss it. And that way we get more interaction with the girls. But this was just boring ass television. And we're here to make a show to entertain. So I, I just thought it wasn't, it was, it just went on too long. <laughs> um, something else that had happened in this scene which I don't know if you remember and I I just remember that Alexis got she she said that she got hate from from gay men for, for being a drag queen and I think it's when Johnny mentions that she's here because of her talent and not because she's a woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of believe she's there for both but that's just me <laughs> I think producers are like oh yeah that'll make great you know great casting choice but there's anything there's nothing wrong with it. I'm I'm happy she's there. But anyways, she did mention that um she has had a lot of gay men, like more from gay men than any other any other group, you know, say negative things about her doing drag because once they find out that she's a woman, they're like, Oh, it's not that hard then. It's not like you're actually doing drag. And I don't know how did you did you feel any sort of way about that? Or did you remember that part? Uh, she kind of brought it up in the first episode as well. And I, like, I, I completely believe her. Like I, I've seen people talk about cisgendered females who are drag queens as well. Um, or sometimes like even for trans drag queens who they have a harder time, like um, just making it or getting making making themselves known um people judge people comment they don't think they're um real drag queens but the whole i think the whole um art of drag is it's it's in its diversity and in it's playing with gender roles so i i i think it's just yeah it's just stupid too not include um people what do you think is it about people that don't see it do you just think it's like 
um, that they don't see the the effort or they feel like it's easier or there's just like some kind of misogyny. Probably misogyny and probably it's like they feel like it's their like drag is their own little in, um, group and their own little uh, it's not so secret anymore, but like their own secret world that they've that they've um, kind of like they own and embodied it, and you know? kind of yeah. like yeah. like fans when they feel like they own a mm-hmm. some somebody or something, mm-hmm. um, and they exclude others who they don't think meet whatever standards that they think that they have to meet, and yeah, it's just. It's just stupid to not include people who, um, I, I like it should be diverse. Yes, it should absolutely. And I, it's just very interesting that the people who are marginalized and mm-hmm. uh, discriminated against discriminate as well. So mm-hmm. it's like all this, um, you know, you want to be accepted, but at the same time, you don't want to accept other people doesn't work like that mm-hmm. yeah all right in the workroom some of the girls start petty fights uh <laughs> sophia and red rabbit duo leandra rose and soto nasty all have drama backstage so in this scene which we don't get a lot of like we don't get a lot of the girls interacting with each other that's what i don't like about this show um i mean i love the show the concept and everything just i would love for them to show them interacting more. When we get to backstage, um, they're already they're in drag, pretty much. Their faces are done. Yeah. They're not really discussing what they're going to do. I would love for, what is it, Paris Bang Bang, to for them to use her in some way. Go back there, ask them what they're doing, what their concept is, to find out more about it. So I, I really, really wanted that. But what did you think about the drama between... I know Sophia and Red Rabbit Duo had like a little, a little tiff, bitty tiff, tiff, Tiffany Pollard. <laughs> um, with, I don't know, some kind of like their gig, they canceled the gig or something, or Sophia never showed up, I think. Yeah, I, th- I don't know if they were planning uh, an event together or if it was the day of the event, but the thing is that they were trying to. Uh, meet up with Sophia and Sophia never like answered their calls and, and showed up like super late while once like they had to leave already. So at first Sophia kind of denies that any of this happened and she tries to play it off she, like what really? Yeah, but she's yeah. the one who brought it up though. <laughs> she's the one who said, oh, I heard that red rabbit duo had <laughs> um a problem with me because of blah, blah 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 and she's like she's just denying it and even though she's the one who brought it up in the first place so of course there has to be some truth to it <laughs> but they kind of squashed it there she kind of apologized and she was like yeah you know what i was wrong and i'm sorry yeah it was very bland apology though so i would not blame them for still holding a grudge against her <laughs> i i just she think didn't it was really accept 
what she did. She just kept making excuses. Yeah, I mean, she did say that, you know, she got busy or whatever and try to make, I mean, she should, uh, courtesy, you should at least, you know, tell them, oh, I can't make it, sorry, um, reach out. But anyways, this was all like petty drama. It doesn't add anything. We also had something with, uh, was it Hopestar? And Guajardo? Yeah, about, oh, yeah, because yeah. she asked her about Margaret. She asked Guajardo mm-hmm. about Margaret. What did you think about that? Yeah, so she, so Hope asked Guajardo why pe- or what she thinks about people saying that Margaret had changed after she started hanging out with Guajardo more. And just does mention that they are friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she said, Guajardo says that, like, the way she viewed it, it was just like, I'm just hanging out with my, with my friend and I just I did not see a change like I just didn't see it but then she does admit that there was a change and that she's proud of the change and that she thinks like other people are just jealous of that of whatever they they have but I don't I don't know if that means that like they've been rude or been mocking other people or other queens or why what do they mean by change because um, the way Guajardo paints it, it sounds like a positive, like they grew and they, they're much better at their craft, but they don't really explain what they she mean. She got eyebrows, change. those big eyebrows, probably. That's from her. <laughs> um, I'm going to read between the lines here. So this is not true, but this is what I am making up in my mind about it. I feel like I've always felt like Margaret. Um, has had has like a little bit of like a maybe like a chip on her shoulder or more like a like she, she kind of thinks she's a little better than some drag queens and I get the feeling from Guajardo that she's like that she has a little bit oh, of an I ego can. I think and I think mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to say but that's what I that's what I read between the lines you know so I had to really get on my magnifying glass and read. But that's what I got from it. That makes sense. Because I do get that from Guajardo from the little time that we spend with her. Like, yeah, she seems like she does think a little, like she's a little bit better than the other girls or she has more experience or... So, yeah, I mean, that could be an influence on Margaret. I literally think they just casted her to ask her this question. Because why would they bring something <laughs> from last season up that most people would probably don't remember? Like, we remember it because we recap it. But, like, I don't think viewers are going to be like, oh, yeah, that's the thing they mentioned from, like, episode three, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that was a little strange. At the same time, they didn't, like, they didn't make it sound like, oh, this is something that we talked about so long ago. They, they just tied it to the last season by saying that it was Margaret. But other than that, like, uh, let's say if if someone were watching this episode and they hadn't even, or this season and they hadn't even watched the season one, they probably would not have understood what they were talking about. Or yeah. who Margaret was in or, or that, any of that. So, um, yeah, they should have showed a clip or something. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, I, the thing between Leandra and Soro Nasty, it was so real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I it was just so like whatever. Like she didn't want to let her borrow some earrings or something, but she offered them or something like that. I think Soro Nasty mm-hmm. was like, you know, these would look really nice, and then. Uh, Leandro was like, oh, yeah, okay, then I'll wear them. And then Soro was like, I guess I didn't really offer them to you. So, yeah, I'm just going to keep them right here. And uh, <laughs> Leandra got mad because she was like, why are you offering things that you're not going to let me borrow? Blah, blah, blah. You're just uh, jealous. It was the other way around. But yeah. <laughs> oh, the names. Yeah. I think it was Soro who wanted to borrow them. And Leandra was being the bitch. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a competition. Uh, I guess true. You wouldn't want to help your not enemy, but your yeah, your competitors. But yeah, it was bitchy for someone to say, "Sure, I'll let you borrow them," and then no, never mind. They never showed us a picture of those earrings. I want to see them. I want to see if they're worth this fight. I thought she was wearing them. Weren't they cross ones? I thought she said they were cross ones. And I think Leandra was wearing them during the competition. Oh. So we will see on the runway. Or during the episode. Yeah. Speaking of, I think we should get to the runway. Alrighty. La categoría is la más religiosa. And the first one is Nina de la Fuente, which mm-hmm. um, I don't know what to call it, but go ahead. What did you think? What do you mean? I don't know. What to I call mean, it. it's. Like, I mean, I guess she was Catholic, religious. I guess a virgin, right? She's kind of dressed as the virgin. She looks like a little popey, a little virgin, a little. I don't know. But. I, I went, okay, so when she first came out the runway, I was really impressed. Um, and I'm surprised by the judge's reaction a lot. I really, I really liked it. And I like that Shirk, she could have used like a little bit more energy on stage, but I think she was playing it kind of like uh, sad and uh, coy, like kind of forlorn, like there's something that she's missing or I don't know, but she, uh, she obviously had like painted tears or or like Mm -hmm. little crystals as, as tears or something. So that would not have warranted for her to be more energetic. So I really like what she was, how she played it. And I like the, um, the headpiece that she uses. Um, I think like the whole look is pretty detailed and, yeah, I it's it was definitely one of my favorites. Um, she did mess up with the candle holder and how she accidentally like flipped it over with uh, off the stage with the with her cape. But um, I mean, it's an accident. You gotta understand. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean that that happened. It's not like she saw it and then she like I don't know threw it or she lit she literally turned around and it and it fell because of her cape. Yeah, so it was an actual accident. Like give um, them a bigger stage then. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Um, I really liked it too. I think this is one of my favorites. I love the headpiece. It looks expensive. It looks like she mm-hmm. thought about this look and she changed her makeup to look more somber, like almost dead. And mm-hmm. I love that. I love the added tears. Um, I love that it's not a wig. She doesn't have a wig on, but you still, this is still drag. Like it's not like, yeah, your typical drag, but you know, it's, it's still very much the, the, the challenge. And I think, yeah, I, I feel like she didn't really need too much energy. She was kind of more of, of a, uh, like kind of like going through a ritual kind of thing. So she wanted to play it a little bit more slower and walk a little slower but i think it was really impressive like that headpiece is one of the most expensive looking things that i saw so not that expensive thing guarantees you to be like good but it looked good and expensive so Mm -hmm. that and remember the last episode when everyone who had like a gigantic headpiece was struggling to balance it and i didn't see a problem with her at all i think she she held on to it really well or i don't know what she used super glue or something but yeah she it was is she she was able to handle that the weight of it all right that next queen up is soto nasty no it's leandra rose I, oh my gosh i always get them confused <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, that's the way I wrote it. I don't know. It just seems like this look is very Soto Nasty-ish. So this orange wig is Landa Rose. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. Well, okay, this is a girl that wanted to let the other girl borrow stuff or didn't want to let the girl borrow stuff. Correct. She didn't want to let Soto borrow anything. Well, I think I, on Instagram, I tagged them wrong. So sorry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So what did you think of this look? Uh, uh, It's so bland. Should have gave the earrings to Soto just so Soto can have a better look then. Because this is, it doesn't even go with what she's wearing. And she's pretty, but bland. Um, it's just very underwhelming, especially after seeing Nina. To me, this is just like nothing. I don't even know what you're trying to say. It doesn't even say religion besides, okay, I'm just wearing um, a dress with, a saint on it and that's it and, and holding i guess the bible and yeah i don't i don't get it i i get it but it's just not enough for me it's like not i wouldn't i mean she does have the virgin mary on her dress but it doesn't take it to to the same level as the other girls because it's a dress with a picture on it instead of the actual um, garment being inspired yeah. by like an actual Catholic aesthetic. Um, yeah. So it was more like they said it was like a, like some kind of widow, like a black widow or like uh, an assassin. I think one of them said that she thought I just think it was like 
that lady at church that you know loves to wear jewelry and she loves to you know wear the religious shirts and then at night she takes it off and is sort nasty wait is this sort nasty again <laughs> no <Yes>. okay <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's just she should change her name. <laughs> to so nasty. Yeah, it fits her better. Okay. T- tell her that. And don't tag her wrong anymore. <laughs> but uh, this was my least favorite look. Yeah, mine too. Like it's good, like, but not for this challenge. I love like, yeah, exactly. Correct. And I love the the hair and the makeup, but it's just the message is lost. It it just seems like not well thought out. Okay, the next queen I do know this one is Amelia. What did you think? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was like, if this is not Amelia, I quit. (laughs) Um. This I really like this one. Um, it's like a devil in disguise kind of thing. Um, I liked her interpretation versus something more angelic that the other girls went with. So she's kind of like her look is definitely more dark. I like the details, the uh, mask that she uh, was holding on to at first before her reveal um i like the horns the camel toes i i mean the the hooves <laughs> um uh, yeah just like the overall look i think maybe like the body whatever she's wearing like the top could have used a little bit more details i guess but um i think it pulls it off I think the focus was like on the makeup and stuff. And she literally really... pulled it off. <laughs> she did. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the the cover up. I think it should have been something dark because it doesn't make sense with that. When she comes down, she has horns and she's wearing this like light and uh, flowy gown kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just very distracting. So I didn't like that. I like the concept, but I don't know if this is Catholic. Do you have devil? But bafflement (laughs) is not a Catholic thing, is it? Oh, I see what you mean. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's like different depictions. So I don't remember seeing this when I was a kid. (laughs) You weren't Catholic. You weren't. But like we, I saw it in my nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would I would have to do some research, but I'm not sure about that. But just based on the look, it was a little messy for me. I thought it could be cleaned up a little bit and more thought out, but it wasn't the worst. I, I appreciated the that she brought something different and she went another mm-hmm. like a different route. Mm-hmm. Um the next queen is Hopestar as mm-hmm. Lady Macdeath. What did you think? she was like in a similar range with nina both looks were pretty intricate and extravagant they both look expensive um it's like yeah it's like like death right because she has a little uh what do you call that a scythe um Mm -hmm. 
and yeah this is one of my favorites as well i think she still looks a little insecure but she's definitely better than the last time than the first episode but yeah this this was definitely one of my uh, favorite looks overall i liked it too i liked it because it was very detailed like johnny asked them to to be very detail oriented like everything was working with with the look uh i think she stoned did she stone that scythe um i think she, <laughs> I said she was stoned <laughs> um yeah that side does have a lot of stones and detailing to it yeah it's not just off of halloween spirit store yeah um so i like that i like the colors i like the fact that i think this is more catholic representation of like the devil like death maybe i'm wrong um <laughs> but uh, yeah no it was really well and it was like drag it was drag meets catholic meets hope star so it was really really good i liked it um well i think like she should have hope star should have painted her hands and her chest as well just to I don't know, pull off the look a little more. But yeah, I mean, again, they they only have limited time. And yeah, I think overall, I agree with you. It's it's really good. Okay, so the next queen who is not detail-oriented, Guajardo, in my opinion. I just didn't think <laughs> it was very detailed. What did you think? Yeah, I uh, remember how I said... Uh, last week that it was going to be really hard to one up herself from that first look and the first presentation. I just thought this was a mess. The look just looks like something that pulled off of like your, the, your grandma's closet or something. I mean, what grandma's wearing that, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just a pattern like a little crop I've top that pattern you know a cool like grandma a... <laughs> exactly like from mean girls or something and obviously she stumbled and she fell and maybe maybe on purpose just to fall on veneno's arms but it was still messy and why was why did she have the gun was it just to become like a meme or something um, in that one screenshot, I, I didn't get why she was holding that gun. It was a little too aggressive. <laughs> and yeah, just just a complete miss for me. I think she was like, y'all better not say nothing bad about this look. I know it's a mess, but you better not say nothing. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Well, her threats did not work. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a complete mess. I liked elements about it. Like... The hair is pretty cute. Um, like, if you would separate different things about it, it's they can work in different looks. But the pants were just so bad. They were so long. She couldn't even walk in them. The shoes, even worse, because with the long pants, you're going to trip. And that's what happened to her. And even if she did, hadn't tripped, I still think she should be in the bottom for this look because it just was mm-hmm. not up to the, the, the... as It wasn't up to the level as the other girls... The, it, it looks like one of those uh, looks that she was just like, hopefully they don't tell us. You know how they give them a list of looks, maybe? I don't know if they do that here, but maybe she just didn't put too much time into this one. And 
Yeah, it was it was just not great at all. It wasn't great at all. And it was very disappointing to see her show this when last week it was so such an amazing look and so like mm-hmm. creative and a beautiful concept. And then mm-hmm. this one where you can go so many places, you can be like a freaking skeleton, you can be a virgin again, you can be whatever. <laughs> and she just didn't go there. So it was very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. The next queens are Red Rabbit Duo. What did you think? Much, much, much better than their first runway. Um, I think it was smart of them to stay away from being synchronized the whole time. Um, as we saw, they they cannot do that well (laughs) so but they still like offered a performance for us and and it looked good it it wasn't perfect but it looked much better now that they were not trying to match each other's moves and they had the element of a fire uh, and that looked really cool too um, how they played with each other and at one point, like Gala took her hands that were lit up with fire and she lit the other one's uh, crown. That was that, that was a pretty cool moment. Some I think some of the paint was rubbing off of their body because they were all painted in, in black. But like, I, I understand it. It's they probably have been filming for a while and it, it's just nothing really much that you could do. Um, so all of Leandra's work somewhat didn't pay off because it was still roping off. Because I think she was the one who was painting them, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And backstage. Yeah. Yeah, I really like, I, I loved this concept. I don't know if I know what the story is, but I loved the looks. They weren't traditional, like, drag. What you think of, like, traditional drag? But it was still drag. Like they went for a more high concept um, mm. uh, rendition of this challenge, and I really, really appreciated that. And I love that the, that they brought something more to the runway, especially in this show that is mostly just runway. It's literally just a look yeah. that you have to present, and it can get yeah. pretty boring when if you don't show something else. So I think they really needed that. And I don't know, maybe they did say that they were like circus, that they were inspired by like circus things in their introduction. So this is where we see that come into play. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're going to top this because I don't know if they do fire or play with fire a lot, but this was just, uh, it was really well put together and it was, like you said, it wasn't synced, thank God, because that would have been a mess. Mm-hmm. But they they worked well together. And um, yeah, it was just a great concept, great look. And it really made an impact. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, okay, the next queen is Alexis 3XL. What did you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked her um whole look a lot as well i love the large eyes 
uh, that she because they were like they were painted, but also she also had like crystals on there, and it's it looked really unique, really cool, and in the same vein as the other two that they were saying, it's very extravagant, very clean, very um, expensive, rich looking, daddy rich, and. I, the bread thing was a little what <laughs> uh but it made me chuckle a little and i just maybe she needed a little bit more energy if she's if she was going to present something with a little bit of humor but yeah the overall look was was really good yeah this was one of the tops for me i loved the it just stood out it stood out because it was like um i don't i I think it was just very like innocent looking there was no kind of like trying to be sexy no trying to be like super um yeah like super draggy i guess it was just very like a whole concept and it was really well done and um, I don't get the bread either. I think it has something to do with the Santo Niño de Atocha. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what it is. Or maybe she was just hungry. You don't know. <laughs> um, but it was a great presentation. I I really, really love what she's showing because she's been showing a lot of different things. Like last week, this is kind of completely different from what she did. Yeah. And... I'm interested to see what she what she does next. But yeah, this was such a... It was great. I, I don't think I would change anything about it. Like, the makeup was great. The hair. It was just all really, really good. The last queen... No, not the last one. The no, second no. to last. This one is Soro Nasty. You've been dying to talk about her. <laughs> Soro um, Nasty. And uh, yeah, what did you think of this look? I like this one as well. She was a little too covered up where you couldn't see with the detailing of whatever she's wearing under. And she looks a little... Mary had a little lamb of God. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I like it. And I like the little... She, she had um, like incense in her staff. So it kind of brought a little more... Uh, another element to the the look. But yeah, she she's a little too hidden in there. She gets a little lost in the in the look, but um, you can tell that she worked on it pretty hard, or or paid someone to work on it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, makeup's it's pretty cool as well. Yeah, my favorite thing about this is the makeup. It's just so beautiful, but like really like creep not creepy, but like haunting. It's just yeah. really, really beautiful. Um, and I wish, that, like you said, that she would have featured that more. Maybe put the hood down, like, once you walk up to the runway. And so that way we can see, like, the details. But, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's it's a really beautiful look. I don't love the silhouette. The silhouette? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't love the silhouette. <laughs> I think it's a little, like, at the top, I, I don't know. I feel like. Maybe it's a material that I don't like. If it would have been like a more uh, opaque material, I think for me, I would have liked it more. But um, because that fishnet or whatever that is, a see-through, it looks a little cheap. So I would have liked like a different kind of fabric. But everything else is really, really beautiful. Um, 
for some reason, <laughs> why is it that I keep calling her? I think she's the one that, what did she mention that she is? Yeah, she's the model. The whore. This is the one that she's... <laughs> Or whore, I guess. Model <laughs> sounds better. Uh, uh, <laughs> so is she, this is very like more from the last look that she served. This is more like model fashion. So I think she's she's sticking to what she said that she she is. Um. Yeah. Okay. And now the last queen is Sofia Jimenez. What did you think? Um, yeah, she looked really angelic. Um, I loved her whole, like, commitment to the character. And she never let up. Even when they were, like, judging her, she never let up. They, yeah, I think she just pulled it off. And I like the overall look. Another one that used a pretty large headpiece and managed to make it look well. And, like, she could balance it out and she tore her little heart out and gave it to veneno <laughs> that's pretty pretty cute moment yeah i think she's another one that definitely see there was just a lot of strong ones this this week she uh, she impressed yeah. me as well yeah i think there was um only two that i think were really really questionable but this one yeah she looked re- she looked great she, she um really paid attention to the details like the makeup like the tears and they were all like um glittery and it looked really really cool in the Mm -hmm. in the lights and then also the nails um i thought that was really cool and she's serving like jesus right like a drag jesus Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so this is really cool i don't think well there was one other one that did jesus this is the sacred heart, which I think the heart could have been a little bit constructed better. But um, other than that, I think cool it, if it like lit up or something. But yes, something like that, like ET. Um, <laughs> like ET. But yeah, but other than that, it, it was such a it was a really really great look. I really enjoyed this, and uh, that is it. That is the runway. Um, so Red Rabbit Duo is named La Mas Religiosa or La Mas Religiosas. Guajardo and Nina de la Fuente are the bottom two and have to lip sync to Soy Virgencita and El Calcetín by Astrid Haddad. In the end, though, uh, Guajardo is named the winner. And Nina de la Fuente is added to the drag altar. Alrighty, so what did you think of the results of the lip sync? And yeah, who went home? Uh, well, let me say Red Rabbit Duo did really well. So, and they did a whole performance. They had another element to their runway. So I can definitely see why they gave it to them. So good job on them. And then Nina versus Guajardo. I completely disagree. I don't think Nina should have belonged at the bottom at all. It should have been your favorite that you can't remember the name. Uh, it should have been Leandra, Leandra Rose. And so uh, it, it just, it, it bummed me that Nina went home with this look and you could see it and 
that she and she says it like she was so confident in what she was wearing and she loved what she was doing that um i don't yeah my my heart breaks for her it was very i thought she was gonna go all the way so it was very disappointing for me to see her go and like this where she served a great look i thought she served a great lip sync so it was very apparent to me that the producers are wanting to keep Guajardo in the competition. Mm-hmm. And they're very, they're, they're starting to be very well produced, I guess, because they're not putting people that, that literally the, when the judges were saying their least favorite, it Nina was nowhere near there. She, no, nobody mm-hmm. mentioned her. And so it was so out of left field when they said that she was in the bottom. I was like, what the heck? This Rega Morris. They they literally mentioned, I think one of them mentioned Amelia, which I think was Yari. And then the okay. rest of them, I think it was Leandra or no, Guajardo. Yeah, um, two of them mentioned Guajardo and then another one, Leandra. So it was so, yeah, it was disappointing because I can see that the producers are playing games and mm-hmm. because there's no other way that I could explain for Nina to be in the bottom and then to mm-hmm. go home when she, in my opinion, did a better job in the lip sync. Did you think she did better in the lip sync? I think they were head to head. They both had moments. I did like, uh, I, I did have my, like my eyes glued more on her than Guajardo. And yeah, at the moment that I saw that that someone was going to lip sync against Guajardo, I just had that feeling that whoever did it, it was going to go home, unfortunately, just because it feels like they would not kick Guajardo out this soon, even though Nina didn't even deserve to be at the bottom. I'm so sad. I know. I thought she was so talented, too. I thought last week she did such a great job with the with the lip sync portion when they have to show their, their talents that she was so great. And in this one as well, she served it. So I was really expecting her to go far and it just sucks. It sucks to see somebody that is super talented. And the fact that there was, there was other girls that were, that were so clearly mm-hmm. more uh, that failed at the challenge and Nina, she actually succeeded. She was one of like the best. So I have no idea how this yeah. came about. Um, yeah, I, I assume it was with the scoring because they score everyone like one to five. And for some reason, they were all giving them or they gave Nina a lower score. I don't understand why. Because, yeah, I, again, you and I agree that she she was really good. Bring her back. <laughs> Yes, please. Yeah, I mean, and we get our first drag altar ritual of the season since our first queen leaves. And Paris Bang Bang gives Nina her photograph and she has to place it on the altar. And then they just show her disappearing from the altar. And then I cried. And I'm not going to be able to sleep. You know, they should just fire Paris Bang Bang. She is not doing anything on this show. I love her, but like if you're not gonna use her, give her the rest of her salary to to Lorena Herrera. Eliminate Vanessa, eliminate Paris, and 
pay Lorena. Yes, please. Because, I I mean, I like Vanessa, but she doesn't really add much to the show. Mm-mm. She doesn't even get a vote, so. I know. It's like, what the hell? You're just a seat warmer. Like, what the hell? And Astrid, the the judge this week, she looked like she looked like like when the girls get in a quick drag on Drag Race. That's what she looked like. <laughs> like she was trying to criticize their makeup when her makeup was so she had garage doors <laughs> on her eyelids. Oh it was so bad. At least at least with Lorena, we'd uh, get a real drag queen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe she does think she's a drag queen. Maybe. I mean, technically, she, like, really puts it up and, like, you know, so I don't know. Um, anyways, that is all my thoughts. Are you done? Mm-hmm. All right, we're done. We're done here. So thank you guys so much for joining us for another recap of La Mastraga 2. Hopefully we can get done before season three starts. And uh, where can they find you on social media? You can follow me at Hello Braulio. That's H E L L O B R A U L I O. Um, and you can follow the podcast at Guinness La Mas. And on Instagram, we post the looks for each week. So definitely check that out. So you can follow along with the episode. And we have our email, Guinness La Mas Podcast at gmail.com so send us comments questions any feedback that you would like to share with us and yeah where can they find you Yee? you can find me on instagram at yes it's yee that's yes it's yee and that is it um yeah uh, thank you guys again so much and why don't you send us off with a bye (laughs) we'll talk to y'all next week when we'll cover episode three of la mas draga so get ready and yeah talk to y'all later bye 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 Sophia, Sophia.